The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Not just anybody. You know, I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 205 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Avery, your host. Our topic today is family caregiving and cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis is a disease that's passed from parents to children through genes. Cystic fibrosis is often a fatal disease that begins in children and young adults, though their life expectations are increasing thanks to modern treatment. Cystic fibrosis causes glands to make mucus that's thick and sticky. Thick and sticky mucus harms the lungs, the pancreas, the liver, the intestines, and other organs, where it builds up, causing problems such as severe breathing difficulties, repeated serious lung infections, which can severely damage the lungs, and blocking of the digestive enzymes, which leads to vitamin deficiency and malnutrition. Cystic fibrosis causes sweat to become very salty, leading to harmful loss of large amounts of salt. Cystic fibrosis increases the risk of diabetes and osteoporosis. Cystic fibrosis varies from mild to severe and also varies over time. Though as the disease gets worse, more severe symptoms occur more often. Cystic fibrosis is helped by treatment, but nevertheless, it creates considerable and continuing demands on family caregivers caring for family members living with cystic fibrosis, which is why our topic today, family caregiving and cystic fibrosis, is so important. To discuss it, our guests are Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. Leona holds the Bachelor of Arts degree and the Bachelor of Law degree. She trained and worked as a lawyer. She and her husband of 25 years have four children. She stopped working before their third child. Their youngest, born in 1999, has cystic fibrosis. She'd planned to return to work, but their child with cystic fibrosis has very complicated health. So she chose to stay at home and focus her energies on her family. Her doing so minimizes the disruption of cystic fibrosis to their lives. She finds fulfillment outside of the home by supporting Cystic Fibrosis Canada, a cause to which she's dedicated and for which she's passionate. John is the Newfoundland and Labrador Regional Director and Provincial Advocate 
for Cystic Fibrosis Canada. He's been a tireless volunteer and advocate since his son John was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis in July 2010 at just two and a half months old. As regional director, his role is to act as liaison between the Cystic Fibrosis Board of Directors and the Newfoundland and Labrador chapter. As provincial advocate, his responsibilities are to create awareness about cystic fibrosis, to fundraise, and to advocate for everyone affected by cystic fibrosis. He's a financial consultant for Investors Group, and he lives in St. John's with his fiancée, Gillian, and his son, John. So welcome to the show, Leona and John. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Okay. Leona, let me start with you, please. Um, Please tell us more about your life as the parent of a child with cystic fibrosis. Well, it's a very full life, Gordon. Our daughter is 14 years old, and uh, she's fairly typical in that she takes about nine different oral medications a day, about 30 pills. She does four inhaled medications. She does physiotherapy twice a day to clear secretions. She drinks four high-calorie drinks in addition to high-calorie meals and snacks, and she takes insulin for cystic fibrosis-related diabetes. In all, our daughter spends about two hours a day on direct cystic fibrosis care just to stay healthy. As well, there's often hospitalizations where she'll need intravenous antibiotics, frequent hospital visits for follow-ups, tests, x-rays, that kind of thing. And then there's the whole maintenance of uh, just running that amount of uh, drug paraphernalia through the house. So I'm constantly, I'm on a first-name basis with all the pharmacists at my local drugstore and spend a lot of time just keeping all that equipment clean and making sure we have the supplies in stock to keep her as well as possible. What's about your life? Well, we start, you know, she starts every day she gets up and she has about an hour worth of care in the morning before she goes to school. So in addition to all the other things a 14-year-old has to do in the morning, we have to make sure she's done her physio and taken all her medications and done her insulin and that sort of thing. Uh, and she does that again at the end of the day. So it really does have a huge impact on the family. I, I think most people who are listening today probably have children. And if I told you you had to carve out two hours a day, every day, 365 days of the year, to keep your child as well as possible. Uh, it, it's quite a task. Right. John, please tell us more about your life as the parent of a child with cystic fibrosis. Well, I mean, uh, my life, um, you know, of course, as a parent of a, of a three-year-old son, John's birthday is, uh, is on May 2nd. So um, it's exciting. Uh, you know, you're watching your son... Uh, go through all those stages, early stages of life. Um, you know, he doesn't really have a care in the world at this point, uh, which, of course, you wouldn't want him to, and that's the way you want him to live. Um, I mean, we were fortunate enough that John was uh, diagnosed uh, early on, you know, two and a half months old. Um, but John's, uh, for John, it really affects his digestive system. So at this point, it, it there doesn't appear to be any lung issues, but the one thing with this disease is that you don't know. Um, you know, he could be fine, and then we actually just recently have gone through a bit of an issue with a cough that doesn't seem to want to go away. But John's day is typically, um, you know, he takes about 20 to 25 enzymes a day, the digestive enzymes, and he takes that with, with his applesauce. 
Uh, we do physio um, at least twice a day for, for 20 minutes, and basically that's just you know Jill or I um, doing percussion all different parts of his of his chest. Um, it's the constant you know making sure that everything is you know your hands are washed and, and all those kind of things. Um, but the, the challenging part of times is actually when you go through the almost as if you're going to go through late fall to winter when the opportunity, the chances of picking up a cold or a flu um, may be much worse. And I, I can only feel for what Leona goes through in terms of all the medications that her daughter has to take. And when we, John, had the cough, um, you know, there's multiple puffers. Uh, there's, you know, the air chamber. Uh, there's, she has to take uh, Nasonex once a day for, for polyps that develop, and that typically happens with children who have CF. So, and there was a litany of things to remember. Um, so, it's it's a it's exciting, um, but it's challenging. Um, and again, as, as as those children typically get older, um, I think those challenges will continue to rise. But at the end of the day, you know, John again, um, you know, his his energy level is off the charts, which is fantastic. Uh, he you know he's um, he plays with you know kids every day at the daycare, so you know he's living life like a three year old should. Uh, I think it's just it's on his parents to kind of worry about making sure that everything is is being taken care of for him. Right. Leona, please tell us about the support for family caregivers provided by Cystic Fibrosis Canada. Uh, Cystic Fibrosis Canada is not a service provider in the sense that they don't provide uh, uh, support groups and parent support groups and that kind of thing. But what they do provide is they give me hope. Uh, CF Canada funds research, both clinical and basic science, that has led to a huge increase in life expectancy. It was started by parents in the in about 1960 who were told that there was nothing they could do for their children. There was no hope. Take them home and love them because they wouldn't live to go to school. And these parents said that's not good enough. There has to be more. And and they proved the medical community wrong. And they've, you know. People with cystic fibrosis in Canada have the longest life expectancy in the world. They have the best quality of life in the world. And it's possible directly through the work of the foundation that, that John and I both work so hard to support. So for me, being involved with Cystic Fibrosis Canada, uh, it, it gives me hope. It keeps me strong. And I really enjoy the fellowship I have with other parents and, and talking to them about sort of the challenges and, and the dreams that you have for your child with cystic fibrosis. Right. John, please tell us about the work generally of Cystic Fibrosis Canada and the priorities for the work. Well, like Leona had mentioned, you know, CF Canada is not, uh, Cystic Fibrosis Canada is not, is not a service provider, but it's an organization whose, whose mission um, is to help people with, with CF. Um, and that's through funding research towards, you know, the control and hopefully one day, of course, uh, a cure for, for cystic fibrosis. Uh, they support high-quality care through uh, helping to uh, fund the, the clinics because each, well, I know in John's case, there's a, there's a clinic here in, um, in, in St. John's at the Janeway Clinic that has a dedicated team for him. And Leona, of course, has the same thing out in, um, out in BC. Uh, so they help support all those clinics, I think, and I believe there's 42 across, across the country. Um, one of the biggest things they do is to, they're, they're advocates and they create awareness about cystic fibrosis because a lot of the times I find people may hear about cystic fibrosis, but they don't really know what it is because some it's it's a kind of disease that from the outside it seems everything's fine but then of course in the inside it's a completely different story um 
and and they advocate, you know, specifically for you know newborn screening of cystic fibrosis from across the country, and uh, importantly for access to to drugs um, that treat CF. And and a lot of these drugs, uh, of course, uh, can help people, but they can be also very expensive. They fundraise, and, and I think one of the biggest things that CF Canada does is actually through their local chapters. So there's chapters across the country. And that's really where you find the grassroots. Um, you know, it's all volunteers for the most part. Um, they're the ones who are doing the fundraising, you know, helping organize. Um, for example, we have our, our national fundraiser now, the Great Strides Walk in May. Um, they also help provide a lot of the support for the families as well because you get together with, you know, with, with other CF families. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're champions uh for our cause, and as Leona mentioned, uh, you know CF Canada is is a ray of a ray of sunshine and a ray of hope, and we just uh, we just Leona and I actually just participated in the uh, CF uh, annual general meeting um, last week, and you feel you, when you leave that conference, you kind of feel like um, you know there's there's hope, and especially for my son who's you know three years old, that the strides that we that we've made in the past um, twenty or thirty years. Then of course that'll that'll keep growing um, for the next years to come. Right. On the point of hope, um, I think that's profoundly important. I hear the importance of that throughout this this uh, these episodes that I that I do. So at that point, let's take the break. Uh, this is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 Community Radio for Pearl River. Please stay with us. We will be back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to Our Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. 
Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. Our topic is family caregiving and cystic fibrosis. Let's talk about the role of family caregivers in families with family members who are living with cystic fibrosis. Leona, please tell us about the role of family caregivers caring for their family members. You've already mentioned some points about this, but please talk more about the role as you see it of family caregivers. Right. Well, people with cystic fibrosis are typically picked up in childhood, uh, usually nowadays in infancy. And as I said, it's a very intensive disease. But I think as parents and caregivers, you set the tone for your child for how they're going to feel about themselves and how their siblings are going to feel about them and how people are going to treat them. And it's really important, you know, I have four children. One of them happens to have cystic fibrosis, but she's not defined by her disease. She's a 14-year-old who likes to spend too much time on Facebook and listen to music and not enough time on her homework. She also happens to have cystic fibrosis. And as a parent, what, what you say to your child and how you act about their disease is really going to impact their sense of themselves as they grow into adulthood. And, you know, my husband and I, we want our daughter to grow up and feel like she can do and be whatever she wants, that this disease doesn't control her. So we're trying to give her as normal a life as we possibly can. At the same time, the requirements of the, of the disease are very labor-intensive. We don't, not only do we not have a cure for CF, we don't even have a control. If, if you have diabetes, for example, you don't have a cure for diabetes, but you can control it with insulin. We don't have the equivalent of insulin for cystic fibrosis. It, we just have to keep hammering away and beating back the ravages of the disease for as long as we can so that when that cure or control comes, our daughter will be as healthy as possible and can benefit from it. So I'd say our role is to really fight hard to keep her healthy, and that takes hours a day, but at the same time, try not to let that fight define us and to give her as normal a life as possible. John, please tell us about the role of family caregivers in caring for their families as a whole when family members are living with cystic fibrosis. I I, I equate it sometimes to um, it's a... For me, it's a it's a team analogy. I'm a I'm a big sports fan, and I'm a big hockey fan, and I've participated in you know sports throughout my life. And you have to, if you act as a team and strong teams, um, certainly, um, you know you see them every day. Whether you know different sports, but I think the most important part our team for us is our family. So you know it starts not just in our home, of course, by providing John with with, you know, of course, whatever he needs, um, but especially when it comes to cystic fibrosis, um, you know, making sure that, you know, the enzymes are being taken, making sure the vitamins are being taken, uh, making sure the physio is done, because there's, there's times when you are tired throughout the day and you're exhausted, but you know that that physio has to be done because that's your responsibility. Um, and of course, as, as a child, as John is three, I mean, he doesn't—he's actually starting to say cystic fibrosis himself, but he doesn't know what it is, obviously. Um, uh, but it's—you go outside the home then, and, and to me, it's about making sure that you have the support of your your family members, you know, brothers and sisters. Um, and uh, I know, you know, my mother is a. Um, She's one of his biggest family caregivers. Uh, she actually takes care of him throughout the day, you know, in terms of babysitting. Um, 
but having the ability to make sure that I know that my son is going to be taken care of when it comes to all of his enzymes and his treatments and, and all those things is, of course, is a worry that it's a worry that I can kind of put to the side because I don't have to worry about those things. But um, but even sometimes with babysitters and all those things, you got to make sure that you you know that they remember the enzymes and and, and all those things. Um, but it, at the end of the day, of course, a team. Uh, the, the team approach is really what we what we take. Um, it's the support to be able to talk. It's also the support to say, you know what, uh, here's another fundraiser that's coming up. Uh, you know, we're going to need your hand to volunteer, or here's you know what we're trying to advocate for. And you know, specifically in Newfoundland, Labrador, about newborn screening for cystic fibrosis. So. Um, but it's also again uh, making sure that uh, you know we have also time for ourselves uh, in terms of you know if if Jill and I need a night out for example that there's somebody there to to take care of John and because you do you do need that time to to yourself and that mental break. Um, but it's it's also just making sure that John is a three year old and the analogy, and you know he had his clinic visit last week and, and the doctor said your child is healthy. It's just that he has cystic fibrosis, so and that's the and that's the you know the, the tact we take. Great, Leona. Um, John just mentioned um, family caregivers caring for themselves, having a night out, and that kind of thing. Please tell us about the role of family caregivers in caring for themselves. You know, when there's a family member with cystic fibrosis, Leona. Um. Yeah, I, I was really listening carefully to what John was saying there because I, I relate completely. I think you have to take care of yourself. You know, you have to exercise, you have to eat well, you have to make sure you get some sleep because if you're not strong, you can't take care of, of your child uh, when they need you. And for parents, it's especially important. This disease can be very emotionally draining. You have to make sure, as John said, you play as a team that you stay together and stay strong because uh, it, it can tear your family apart. The, and I'm sure it's no different than any other chronic disease that way. Um, I We were very lucky when my mother was alive. We had a lot of help and support when our daughter was younger, and we had four children under 10, one of whom had a chronic illness. Uh, you have to have that support, and you have to reach out for that support from friends and family because otherwise you'll get worn down and you won't be able to be there for your child. And Leona, still with you on that question, mm-hmm. if you're not there for your child, then things start to go wrong, don't they? So therefore, this matter of looking after yourself, which I'm perhaps saying to you, some people feel a little bit guilty about, as though they're neglecting their duty, is actually, caring for themselves, is actually fundamental to the caring that they provide for their family members. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. I I, you know, we've, you know, just recently been through a very difficult few months with our daughter's health where we've had to be at the hospital a great deal. And if I hadn't gone into that two-week hospital stay feeling pretty strong and healthy and rested because I, I don't know what would have happened because I didn't come out that way at the end. You know, you have to be... You have to be well-rested. You have to be eating well. You have to get your exercise and, and do whatever else it is for you to cope. You also need to take time with your spouse. 
um, just to be together uh, as a couple who's not parents of a child with an illness because it can take over. It can become all that you talk about. It can become all that you do all day. And sometimes my husband and I have to work really hard to say, you know what, we're not going to talk about that tonight. We're going to go out and we're going to talk about the other kids and we're going to talk about a holiday and we're going to talk about anything besides looking after our daughter with cystic fibrosis. And it's, it's really important because we can't be there for her when she needs it, needs us if we don't take care of ourselves both individually and as a couple and even as an entire family. Right. John, please tell us about the role of family caregivers in caring for the quality of life for family members living with cystic fibrosis and the families as a whole. Quality of life. I mean, the quality of life for someone with cystic fibrosis. I mean, it, it, to me, it's 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 my it's my greatest responsibility. Uh, it's it's you know it's my family's, it's Jillian's greatest responsibility, um, because we're looked upon now, and, and our family, and, and I mean, John, Jillian, and I is. is we can look at it in two ways. One is that unfortunately our son has CF, or the other way is fortunately our son has cystic fibrosis, and now we're essentially what I call ourselves kind of torchbearers for the rest of the family. Um, because, of course, now we can also, you know, if my if my brother is, decides to have children, at least they could know that, you know, CF, um, they can, you know, be, be tested to see if they're carriers of, of the gene and, and, you know, Jillian's side as well. Um, but it's again, it's it's the it's the greatest responsibility that I have besides everything else in life, really. Um, and a lot of the times, of course, you do live, you do live, I guess, for your children. Uh, you have to be careful sometimes because you like you you have to be you also have to live for yourself as well. You have to have those times because this is a disease, and I mean, John's only three years old, so um, you know I have many more years to to go. But this is a disease that can be um, mentally exhausting at times. Um, but um, the quality of life for John uh, and the quality of life, and it's also quality of life for others. It's a responsibility of not just of my son and making sure that he needs what he, he needs, you know, when it comes to uh, the enzymes. Because there's also you always have to keep, keep track of this disease because you never know what's around the corner. Um, you know, when you go to CF clinic visits, they'll always ask you, you know, how's the last few months been or, or whatnot. So you always have to kind of know when there was a cough here or, um, you know, how many enzymes is he taking now or any kind of changes. You always have to be aware of those or cognizant of those things. It's a responsibility for the quality of life, I feel, of, you know, as an advocate for cystic fibrosis and as, as Leona is as well, is for others. Uh, is to making sure that there's access to drug coverage um, for people who need those drugs. And I find that some of the families, um, you know, may may not want to be necessarily in, I want to say the limelight, but may not want to um, be advocates, uh, you know, and, and, and doing things like this or editorial pieces or interviews. But there's, they need people like myself and they need someone like Leona to help advocate for them as well because, the quality of life for someone with cystic fibrosis, that's, to me, that's the overriding, um, overriding importance of their life is making sure that, um, you know, they need to take the hour, two hours a day, but they need to enjoy, hopefully, the rest of their, the rest of their day. Just to summarize back to you both, 
one of the points that comes out is that you are the eyes and ears, that is, the, you, the parents, are the eyes and ears, especially for the young children, kind of monitoring the health, and monitoring everything that's going on. But also, in your roles of, as advocates, you're also acting as the voice, not only for your own children, but for other families who may not want that role, may not be comfortable in it. So in that sense of being the eyes and ears and keeping track, I'm hearing from you is very much a part of the, the work that is going on in, in the world of cystic fibrosis. Now, I'm going to take the, the break now, but we'll be going on further with some of these points just to develop them. So let's go to the break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley. My guests are Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and the Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We will be back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week. Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. Our topic is family caregiving and cystic fibrosis. Let's talk about the challenges faced by families with family members living with cystic fibrosis and the support the family caregivers need. Um, Leona, what do you see as the most challenging of the challenges faced by family caregivers caring for family members with cystic fibrosis? What are the uh, challenging ones? I think the most challenging thing I find is the time. And I, I know I've mentioned this before, but keeping a person with CF healthy 
takes about two hours a day. And if you think of that, that's like working full-time for four months out of the year. When children are younger, like John's child, the parents are the ones actually doing that physiotherapy and holding the nebulizers on their face. And, you know, it's, it's very, very time-consuming. Um, as the child gets older and gains more independence, as with our daughter, it's more a case of reminding her to do it and making sure she has the time to do it, and she takes care of a lot of that herself because, obviously, your goal uh, with a child with cystic fibrosis is to have them grow into an independent, capable adult who's responsible for their own care and doesn't rebel too badly and, and stop doing things when they get older. So I think it's, it's challenging to fit everything in. Um, when I think one of the ways family members and friends can help the most is to help CF parents with that care learn how to do the physiotherapy, learn how to give the inhaled medications, learn how to clean all that equipment, um, offer to take them overnight so the parents can have a break, listen when the parents need to talk, um, don't try to make them feel better, just listen because uh, I don't know how John feels about this, but aside from the sort of grinding day-to-day aspect of cystic fibrosis, one of the things I find most challenging is dealing with the uncertainty. I don't know you know, if my daughter's going to live five years or 50 years. And uh, you can't think about that too much because it, it's, it's a very difficult thing to think about. And sometimes you just need uh, someone to listen and not try to tell you everything's going to be all right because some days we don't know everything's going to be all right and, and we just need people to be able to talk to about that. Right. John, same question. What do you see as the most challenging of the challenges faced by family caregivers with family members with cystic fibrosis? Well, I certainly, you know, I agree with Leona that, um, you know, that time can be a challenge. And, and, you know, with John's age, you know, he doesn't go through probably the time challenges um, that Leona and her daughter and their their family go through at this point. Um, But it still is, though, it's, again, it's... um, you know, making sure that you're you're keeping that routine um, every single day, uh, making sure your family knows about that routine, especially if you know if you do get a night out or you know a weekend or something like that. Um, but one, I, I think for me and our and and, and our family and then, then some of the caregivers, it's the fear of it's the fear of the unknown because it's a disease where. Uh, you know, it can be mild, it can be moderate, it can be uh, it can be major, um, and you just don't know. Um, you know, John is three, and right now it only affects his digestive system, so there's no lung issues at this point. But I can't tell you, and they and the doctors can't tell me that he won't have lung issues, and and that those those lung issues won't um, won't pick up speed, or you know, won't um, be a major issue down the road. Uh, it's it's a challenge, and I think Leona's right that sometimes you, because we encounter a lot of cystic fibrosis, um, you know, advocacy and and awareness, and we're always you know talking about it and and trying to make you know positive changes. Um, but there's times when you um, there's times when you kind of have to put that to the to the backside, you know. And May is Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month um, here in Canada, and uh, you know I was watching a um, watching one of the videos that we have today, or that was released today, um, about someone who lives with CF, and it's a it's a short video. And I'll be honest with you, I you know I watched this and I was in tears at the end 
because it's, to me that's almost as if what my son is going to go through when he's that age. And it's, and it's hard to accept at times. It still is. I think it's part of it's hard to accept every day. Um, but, uh, you know, again, you, you cast it aside. You know, when I pick him up from my mother's house, um, you know, he smiles at me and he laughs at me. And then I think it all kind of goes away. So, it's you know, it's a fear of the unknown and it's a, it's a lack of control, I find. With, with You know, you control the routine and, and the, the, the drugs and vitamins and the physio. But it's the lack of not knowing um, and the lack of control with the disease to say, okay, well, if we do this, this will be the outcome. Um, it's a it's cystic fibrosis is a disease that can be very unpredictable. Leona, I want to ask you what you see as family caregivers' greatest needs um, in meeting the challenges. You've mentioned various needs, but I'd like you just to focus on them and perhaps also give us a sense of the priority of those needs. Leona? Well, the, the priority is that certain things have to happen every day. Physiotherapy, inhaled medications, pancreatic enzymes every time you eat anything, these things have to happen every day, no matter how tired you are. Um, and at the same time, you have to try to make your life as normal as you can. Um, you know, we had have three other children. You know, two of them have left home now. But when we had four children living at home, it was really difficult some days to not always be saying, no, we can't do this because we have to do physio. No, we can't do that because your sister needs to get home. We don't have our medications with us. You want to make it, um, you just want to try and live as normal a life as possible for the sake of your child with CF and for the sake of your other children. And so if you know somebody, a family that's living with CF or an adult that's living with CF, uh, the best thing you can do is offer to take on anything that will give them more time. You know, anything that would allow them to have a little more time to do things besides CF care is, is really appreciated, I think. Leona, just to follow up on that, mm -hmm. is it possible for people other than the family caregivers, the mom, to do some of the what I'll call physiological things that you, you've described to us? In other words, can somebody else in the family do those kinds of things? Could uh, a neighbor do them? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, our, daughter, uh, our daughter goes to sleepaway camp where she, uh, you know, she does her physiotherapy and she takes all her medications. Uh, you know, obviously we have meetings with the medical team ahead of time, but she goes to sleepaway camp uh, every year. Next week she's going on a school trip to Washington, D.C. for three days. Uh, I probably won't sleep with worry the whole time she's gone, but, you know, she does everything. We try really hard to make sure she can do as much as she can. And, it's really, we've had wonderful support from her school and from people at camp. You know, people with CF, even ones like my daughter, whose care is quite complex and who are, you know, farther down that road of disease progression than a lot of other kids her age, they look normal and they look quite well and, and they fake it quite well until they come home and fall apart <laughs> from fatigue. So, you know, they they can do a lot of these things, and they can do them, especially as they get older, um, with a lot of support. They they don't need to be tied to you, and, and I don't think, it, personally, I don't think it's healthy for them to be tied to you. I would never tell my daughter, no, you can't do that because you have CF. My attitude is always, and my husband's attitude is, 
wow, that might be tricky because you have CF, but let's see how we can make that happen so that you can do what everyone else in the family is doing. Right. John, what do you see as family caregivers' greatest needs in meeting these challenges we've been talking about? You know, it is the support of other, of, of course, other family members and, and, and other families. Um, uh, for me, I think one of the most important things is uh, at this point is having a very good relationship um, with uh, the CF, I guess, the clinical team. So it's it's having a very good relationship uh, with the um, you know with the CF nurse. Now there's a connection through you know the CF nurse here that I have with you know one, a colleague at work. So uh, I already knew the CF nurse before, and of course now um, you know I, I've got to know her a lot, a lot better because it's that ability to me, for me just to be able to call her and say, here's what's going on, and, and maybe, you know, she can provide some support and some guidance, but I think sometimes it's also maybe an opportunity just to kind of get things off your chest. Um, you know, it's having a very good relationship with the, with the doctors and, and the physiotherapist and the dietitian and, the you know, the social worker. And because, again, I go back to the team aspect, uh, you know, when we talked about, you know, the role of family givers and, and that, you know, it's a, it's a clinical team, but they're, you know, they're, they're with you. Um, you know, they're, they're very supportive. Um, you know, they're... They're they're asking, of course. They ask a lot of questions, but they're there to also listen. They're to there to provide a lot of guidance and, and support. And uh, you know, you do you do develop a relationship with uh, with those individuals. And of course, I'm I'm grateful for that relationship. And I'm and I think we're fortunate that we have uh, clinics across the country uh, that can provide specific care for cystic fibrosis because it is such a is such a complex um, such a complex disease. So, and you know, again, they're um, you know, with the clinic team, um, and of course, then you can then find avenues through you know with other some of the other CF families. You may bump into them on the way to the hospital or back. Um, but you also then bump into them a lot of the times when you're doing fundraisers and stuff. So, um, you know, you you provide support to each other. So I think those are some of the the most important uh, most important needs. Right. There's an, an idea going around in healthcare um, that. Under circumstances of the kind that you're both describing, the family caregiver is or should be accepted by people like I used to be, doctors and nurses and the rest of us, um, as members of the healthcare team. Um, just very quickly, John, because we're going into a break at any moment, do you agree with that idea that the family caregiver should be viewed as a member of the healthcare team? I certainly do. Um, it's you are as, as you are as, as important as, in, in some sense, as they are, to, because you are the one who has to be, um, you know, uh, taking well, not of course taking care of things on a daily basis. And again, it's it's a routine, but it's you know ha- has to happen every single day. Um, but you also have to monitor. Uh, you have to. Making sure that okay is that does that cough is that just a small cough or is that something that needs to be really looked at? Um, does his enzymes you know do do enzymes need to be increased in frequency? Um, you know he's just you know your son or daughter are they lethargic? You know is the energy level not where it should be? Um, and these are things that you have to kind of keep notice of every single day. And you also have to make sure that you're also asking your other family members, especially in a case of. Um, case of Jillian and I, you know, my mother uh, takes care of John throughout the day, I always have to ask her, 
you know, how is he today? Uh, you know, how many times did he, you know, use the bathroom today? Um, you know, what were the enzymes, you know, I guess how many enzymes did he take? You know, was, was there a cough and how did he feel? So you have to do those every all, all the time. Uh, and then, of course, when you go to the clinic visits, uh, you have to sort of report that. But, but and I'm, again, I'm fortunate that we've, I've, we've really built a relationship from um, the time that we went in to the, the Janeway Clinic, the, the night that John was diagnosed, from that point on in July of 2010 to now, I can really feel that, um, you know, they provide support to us, but I'm also, we're also providing support to them. Right. Now, it's time for us to take the break once more. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 Community Radio, Power River. Please stay with us. We're coming up. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Leona Pinsky and John Bennett. Our topic is family caregiving and cystic fibrosis. Now, I want to ask you both about the things you intend to do and would like to see done to help family caregivers receive the help they most need in overcoming the challenges created by cystic fibrosis and also hear your messages for family caregivers and their family members. So starting again with you, Leona, please, what more would you like to do and see done to help family caregivers get the help they most need in overcoming all these challenges we've been talking about? Well, the main thing I'd like to see, I'd like a cure or control for cystic fibrosis. And I know it's going to come in my lifetime because I'm familiar with the research. I'm familiar where things are going. 
Uh, I want to make sure it comes in my daughter's lifetime, and that's why I'm working so hard the way I can, which is through Cystic Fibrosis Canada. Because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, you know, a nurse or a physiotherapist, a researcher. I can't help that way, but this is the way I can help. The other thing I'm trying to do through my work at Cystic Fibrosis Canada is I'm trying to help medical professionals see how important uh, patients and families are, that we are part of the team, that we need to be included in decision-making. I also spend um, probably more time than they'd like uh, trying to educate them on the realities of what they're asking us to do. I think sometimes there can be a tendency to just add another medication or it's just another 10 minutes, um, but it's 10 minutes, it's twice a day, that's 40 minutes a day times seven days a week. Sometimes they don't see the cumulative effect, I think, of what they're asking. Um, so I'm, I work hard to try and partner with them and talk with them about the real impacts of that on our lives and try and figure out ways we can make that work as well as possible for our daughter. I also like to see um, friends and family members sort of stepping up to help families. And you can do this in a lot of different ways. As I said earlier, you know, if a child has cancer, everyone can usually see it and know about it. Cystic fibrosis is a much more invisible disease. Uh, But just because you can't see what goes into keeping these children well doesn't mean that it isn't huge. So families need help, whether it's going on the Great Strides Walk that John mentioned and helping to raise money for CF Canada or whether it's offering to come over and do physiotherapy once a week so that the mom and dad can get a break in the evening. Those are the things that make a huge difference in the quality of life for families. Right. John, what more would you like to do and see done to help family caregivers get the help they need most in overcoming these challenges we've been talking about? Well, you know, like Leona, um, you know, of course, we continue to advocate and raise awareness. Uh, we continue to fundraise and, and, and seek better treatments. But we also, of course, continue to 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 one day, um, you know, have CF not necessarily stand for cystic fibrosis, but kind of stand for you know cure found. So, you know, that's the I guess that's the larger that's the larger piece. But you know, we continue to and I continue to advocate and and I will um, until. Uh, you know, until there's no more. But I will continue to advocate um, for, you know, changes to, you know, access to drugs because as we, you know, as the years go by, um, there's, again, there's better drugs to, to treat cystic fibrosis. Um, there's better ways to do it. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the times, you know, I guess, you know, money and budgets, you know, get in the way. But uh, I want to continue, I want to advocate for those, maybe for those people with cystic fibrosis who, are uncomfortable maybe speaking up or are uncomfortable lobbying provincial governments and and you know specifically here in Newfoundland Labrador we do have some access to drug coverage issues um, but we also um, you know right now cystic fibrosis is not part of the newborn screening program but yet it's you know it's out where Leona is in BC it's it's in most of Canada except for uh, Newfoundland Labrador Quebec and New Brunswick and PEI so um, I'm trying to also, of course, advocate for those people, for the, you know, those children who may not even be born yet. Um, it's a, it's to provide a support network. That's that's what I also look at it is. It's it's, you know, I, I tell the, the the team, but also the you know in the chapters that if any other family wants to you know chat with Jill or I, 
um, they certainly can. Uh, and, and if any, of course, new families with cystic fibrosis come on board, we're more than willing to uh, to be there for other families. And, and like Leona said, uh, I think sometimes it just comes down to, you know, do you need a night to yourself to just go out and catch a movie or, or have supper and, uh, you know, you're... All, we'll, you know, your family will take care of the physio, and they'll take care of the enzymes, and they'll put you on to sleep, and and that's one night that you can kind of have to your own. Because I find a lot of the times, um, you become more, you just become, you become parents. Uh, you know, not necessarily, not, you know, you, you want to be, of course, you want to be parents, but, um, you know, for Jill and I, we want to make sure that we have a strong relationship um, as well. So, great. Now. What's your message, Leona, please, for family caregivers and family members living with cystic fibrosis? My message, especially for younger families, is there is every reason to be hopeful, particularly for babies who've been picked up on newborn screening in the provinces that have it, who have no disease at all before their treatment began. There is every reason to believe that those children will live a full and long life. Do the routine your CF team uh, asks you to do, and your child should be in good shape to benefit from the cure or control that we know is coming. But in the meantime, you know, live life. Go to Disneyland. Don't wait to do things because there's a small percentage of children still who do have a hard time, and you want to do as much as you can with your child while you can in case, you know, your child is one of the ones that has more challenges. I would also say for us it's been very fulfilling to be involved with Cystic Fibrosis Canada. It really has been helpful to meet other parents and feel like you're helping to beat this disease. You don't have to be a fundraiser and you don't have to be willing to talk on the radio. Um, There's lots of little things you can do quietly on your own that will really make a difference for your child and for the 4,000 other Canadians that are battling this disease. Right. John, what's your message for family caregivers, family members living with cystic fibrosis? My, my message is, is similar to Leona's. It's it's it is about hope. Um, you know, I, um, because John is you know he's three years old and you know the disease cystic fibrosis was caught so early. You know, we're very fortunate enough that the treatments could start right away. And and you know we are told, uh, and I know of course that there's you know new and exciting drugs that are you know coming down the pipeline and, and new ways to you know for treatments. And so of course I am very hopeful that um, you know because of the amazing strides we've made over the past 20 or 30 years that John will have access to, you know, the best and, you know, maybe one day that, yes, there will be a cure and and he will no longer have cystic fibrosis. Um, But until then, um, you know, it is really about, um, you know, you do have, you know, of course, you do have advocates like myself and Leona who, you know, will continue to advocate for better drugs, for, you know, better care, uh, for a cure. And it is about cherishing those moments. You know, it's about smiling and laughing when, you know, the times are good. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset when the times are, are tough. Um, you know, again, I'm, we're fortunate that we have a very large family uh, who, can, who do provide a lot of su- support for us. You know, we're very fortunate that, uh, you know, we have those uh, those people in our lives. And we're, and we're very fortunate that, we have, again, we have the CF team. Uh, we're fortunate that we have a chapter here in Newfoundland, Labrador, that's that's very supportive and uh, and does what it, it can. And, and like Leona said, um, you know, it's fulfilling to be with Cystic Fibrosis Canada and be, you know, one of their uh, one of their ambassadors. And if people are 
you know, who would like to, you know, kind of get on board and volunteer. And, and, and if they want to fundraise, fine. If they don't, they don't have to. But if they want to be advocates and if they want to create awareness and, and, uh, and make sure that the lives of people with cystic fibrosis are better, then, um, you know, just uh, go to Cystic Fibrosis' website and you'll find out all the information there. Good. Now, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this very, very important discussion. But just a quick summary back to you both. Hope stressed very rightly because it's hope that keeps us all going in, in the difficult situations. Other things that keep us going are support networks in the various ways you've described them, within the family, outside the family, among neighbours, within the community, um, support of the kind that the, fan, the cystic fibrosis um, uh, Canada provides. Um, but there was something else you talked about, and that is time, um, in two ways. First of all, the time of the day that's spent, that's devoted to the care by family caregivers and others uh, is a major factor. And people who can help family caregivers uh, reduce some of that time so that they can look after themselves is profoundly important. But there's also another aspect of time which you talked about, which is that um, there's the uncertainty you both said, we really don't know how long, I don't like to say it, we've got or how mm -hmm. long this is going to last because that's a tough thing to say. But that's what you face. And therefore, the support that's going to bring hope, which you've stressed, and the support that's going to bring the strength of the day to you, to families, to, to the entire family and to the communities becomes profoundly important. So I want to say to you both, thank you, both sincerely, for all the things you've pointed us to. And I want, you, want to wish you both every success in the work that you're doing within your families, for your children, and also for Cystic Fibrosis Canada. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. And our next episode will be Soul Stories for Creating a New Perspective for Family Caregivers. So please join us, same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.